How do you know that a sukkah that's not high, ten tfachim, is a problem? Now really we could say, because it's a dearest rucha, but the Gemara wants to say, This is a din in kol ha kula. How do you know that a mechitza has to be ten tfachim high? Ten tfachim is not that high. Pretty low. Ten Tfachim has the halach of Mechitza. We're in the world. Do you know that from the Gemara says something fascinating? Itmar, Rav, Rav Chanina, Rav Yechanan, Rav Chaviva, Masna Bekulu Seydemayid. You have these groups of Amiraim together, Bekulu Seydemayid. Kolki Hayzuga, whenever you have these, these, these groups, Rav and Amchanina and Rav Yechanan and Chaviva, some Chilufi Rav Yechanan, some take out Rav Yechanan, Umayli Rav Yechanan, and they put Rav Yechanan in instead of Rav Yechanan. Sometimes they do, they, they, they do that when we have it in in the Seder Mayud. So this is what they said. What did they say? What's the Makar for Ten Tfachim? Arain Tisha. The Arain was nine Tfachim high. The Kapayas Tefach and the Kapayas, which was on top of the Arain, was a Tefach high. Haray Kanasar. The Arain was ten Tfachim off the ground. The Arain was Mamish Mamish small. Oksev, Venayanti, Lechashab, Vidibarati, Yitchamiyala Kapayas. The Pazik says that the Rabbinic Shalom spoke from on top of the Arain. Vitanya, Biesi Aimer. Meoilam, Liyar, the Shechina Lamata. The Shechina never came down to this world. Vilayalu, Moshe, Vilayalu, Moshe. Moshe and Elio never went completely to the Shemayim. A human being cannot go completely to the Shemayim, and the Rabbanu Shalom will not come completely. Lemata me'asar tvachim shenema ha'shemayim shemayim l'Hashem ve'aretz nason levnei adam. That's an important concept that Rabbi Yaisi says. So what do you see? You see the Shechina never comes down. I the Shechina came down to the Aaron. Obviously, above ten Tfachim is considered a new space, a new area. If the Shechina would come on top of the Aaron, it wouldn't be a problem of the Shechina being Lamata Me'asaya. So you see, ten Tfachim is considered a Mokim for itself, and a Mela Mechitza is ten Tfachim high. The Yerushalmi went down on Har Sinai, so he came down to this world. Now, even though Har Sinai is high, but once it goes high, you cheshbon the world from the top of Har Sinai. Right? Even though Har Sinai is ten tefachim above sea level, but we don't look at sea level; we look at the ground. How could the go on to Har Sinai? He was above ten tefachim. The Oksiv, the Al which is referring to the Banishlom. Different shot in the the Gemara now is going, it's referring to the Banishlom, that the Banishlom will stand on Harazasim, so to speak. So you see the Banishlom stands on the world. It's above ten Tvachim. So the Gemara asks the other way. Moshe and Elio never went up to Shemayim. We're holding him and Alf, ten lines down from the top. The Pasuk says Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the Shemayim. He was ten tefachim away. Elio went up in a, in, a, in a turmoil. He went up to the Shemaim. He went up alive to the Shemaim. He didn't go all the way up. He stayed ten tefachim away. Oh, very good. Tzriyalta, they would have put you in. The Pasuk says, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he held the kisei and the Rebbeinu, he held the kisei and the Rebbeinu Shalom spread his onan on him. The Omer of Tan Chomolamed, Shepirish, Shakai, Miziv, Shechina, Sevanan, Elav. The Rebbeinu Shalom spread the ziv of his Shechina on Moshe Rabbeinu. Silochari, he was mamish with the Shechina. Again, Lamata Be'asara. It was a blow, Tan Tvachim. 
Huh? Pashtas, it means 10 Tvachim away from the Shemayim. There's different ways to explain it, huh? No, it has to be 10 Tvachim away, just like the Mashem doesn't come down, we don't go up. 10 Tvachim is a, is a sheer Makim, so it's 10 Tvachim away. Some say an interesting Pshat, but this is Lachari Pash Pshat in the Gemara, that it means 10 Tvachim, you have to be within 10 Tvachim, the Mashem could be 10 Tvachim above here and 10 Tvachim over there. That's the Pash Pshat. I mean, ten, we could be within 10 Tvachim away from the Mashem. He, but he grabbed onto the kisei at covet. The lowered the kisei at covet, and the male of was able to grab it. But you see from here that the shechina is shayer, and above there you can only get ten tefachim away. So if a person lives he will never come in contact with the shechina. If you lift yourself above asar tefachim, you will be in contact with the shechina. Get out of the mud, get out of the dirt, lift yourself above it, and you're connected to shechina. You see from this gemara, we learn it halacha. It's not just a drush. Halacha lemaisa the gemara daishins. So how do you know the Aaron was ten tefachim? Because we're going to test our ideas in Chumash Abayisai. Bishlama Aaron Tisha. How do you know the Aaron was nine tefachim high plus the kaparis, which is ten? Tersiva also Aaron at Seishitim. The Aaron was made at Seishitim. Amasayim v'chetzi arkei. It was two and a half ames long. V'yamav v'chetzi rach be one and a half ames wide. V'yamav v'chetzi kamosai and one and a half ames tall. How big is an ama according to one shita? Six tefachim. So six and a half. Height is, is, is one and a half height is nine tefachim. So it's nine tefachim high. Ela kapayas tefach manalan. But how do you know the kapayas was a tefach? Where do you know? Doesn't say anywhere in the Torah the size of the kapayas. So the gemara had another kapayas was a tefach. The tani of chanina kala kelim shasamayshe nitna behem Torah midas arkan midas rachban umidas kemas. And every single kli the the Torah says exactly the measurements of the kli. Kapiris midas arka umidas rachvanitna. The kapiris that says the length and the width, we know it had to fit on top of the yard. Midas kaimasa loinitna. We do not know the height of the kapiris. The positive does not say the height of the kapiris. So how do you know it was a tefach? Tseulamad mi pachis shebekalim. Learn out from the smallest shear in the kalim. Shenemar vialsisa loi misgeres. You should make a miscaris. Where there was the miscaris? Which Kli had a miscaris? Shulchan. The Shulchan had a miscaris. So Mela, we learn out, Malalon Tefach, Afkan Tefach. The source of the Kapiris comes from the miscaris of the Shulchan, which is a Tefach. What was the purpose of the miscaris? To hold up the Shulchan. And that's what we learn out to the Kapiris. What's the Kapiris? The Kapiris represents Taira. You want your Shulchan to be held up. It's Taira that holds up your Shulchan. A person goes to work, he has to realize a strong Seder keeps your Parnassah flowing. The, the, the source of the Kapiris comes from the miscaris of the Shulchan. Just like the miscaris is a Tefach, so to the Kapiris is a Tefach. To learn from the miscaris, which was a tefachai, maybe learn from the kalim, which is much bigger than that. Tafasta merubalai tafasta tafasta muet tafasta. If you're going to try to learn shas, you're not going to get there. If you learn one daf, you will get there. Tafasta muet. Tafasta, and we learn the halacha lemaisa. It's mamish din in the Torah. The Torah understands this is the way you have to dashin, and Amelia, you cannot learn out from a kli. It has to be tafasta muet tafasta.
So Fred Tigmar, if it's Mu'at, Fenelaf meets Tzitz, why don't we learn out of the Tzitz? The Tanya, the Brisa says, Tzitz doime kemintashel zav. The Tzitz was like a plate of gold. Virachav beis etzbais, it was two etzbais wide. Umukov meiz and lies, and it ran from one ear to the other ear. Because of a love beis sheeted, it said on it two rows, Yud K milamayla. The Yud K vav K was above. Vikaidish lamid milamata. And the Kaidish, it really said Kaidish Lashem. But Tanakama says it said Kaidish Lashem in the lower row and Yud K vav K in the higher row because the Shem Hashem it always has to be higher. That's what Tanakama says. I saw it in Rome because of a love Kaidish Lashem Beshitach. It said Kaidish Lashem in one row. Where do we have this? No, no. Yuma, the Gemara said by the Parachas, how the dam on the Parachas was, and Abelazar basically said, I saw it in Rome. Why did he go into Rome? Because he saved the king's daughter's life, and he went into Rome. So he saw it. He saw the, the tzitz, right? So if Abelazar basically saw it, so that's the end of the conversation. We should take this part of the Gemara and erase it. Why is the, the first sheet is irrelevant? Abelazar basically went to Rome, and he saw that it said, Kodesh Lashem. So everybody's Zayit Gizunt. There's no Markham to disagree. Abelazar basically saw it. He wasn't lying. So Terry says, we don't care. Abelazar basically saw it. I don't care. He saw it. Chazal understood that it said, Kodesh Lamed on the bottom, and Yud Kevav Ke on the top. Abelazar basically ahen, aher, he's entitled to Zepeshita, but the Chum disagree in Zayit Gizunt. I don't care what you saw in Rome. This is the Metzius. Akasha Afamaisa. Lemaisa Chazal Darshan like that. And we pass in like the Chachamim. That's what the Raman Paskin is. We pass like the Chachamim. Blessed Yesu was standing in Rome. We pass in like the Chachamim. It's like we said last time. From the Arch of Titus. People go in. You see the Menorah. Look like the Ramam Shita. The Menorah was round. Right? How could Rashi say? The Menorah was diagonal. Titus. The Halak of Titus. Made the picture like that. Riots. Mephorish. Terry says, we don't care what Titus made. If Rashi held, if that the, that the Menorah looked diagonal, the Menorah looked diagonal. Finish. End of story. Same thing over here. We don't care about what we call the Metzius. We care about what really is the Metzius. And what really is the Metzius is what the Chacham say. So what's the kasha? The kasha, as you see, the tzitz was two etz boys. So mechatesi to say that the kaparis was a tefach. Maybe learn out from the tzitz that it's two etz boys. You learn a kli from a kli. The mascaras was a kli. And you don't learn from the tzitz, which was a tachshit. It was something that the kind wore for beauty. It was a tachshit, so all that you don't learn out of. It's a why don't you learn out from the little crown that was on top of the shulchan, the iron, they all had a zer. The zer was mamish a drop. There was a tiny little thing put, put sticking up. So the chayish learned out of the zer. The zer is not considered the main part of the kli. It's considered a hechsher kli. And a mela, we can't learn out of the zer. The miscaris is also a hechsher kli. The miscaris, what the Gemara has a machlaikis, how the miscaris stood. But if the miscaris, the Gemara, there's one side that the miscaris was just there for beauty. So if the miscaris is just there for beauty, so it's a hechsher kli. So how do you learn out from the miscaris? We're going according to the Shita that the Miscaris was on the bottom and it supported the Shulchan. It was like part of the support system of the Shulchan itself. So it's not considered a Heksher Kli. It's considered part and parcel of the Kli itself. And Amela, you learn that from the Miscaris, which is the Kli itself. That only works if you hold the miscaris is below, which was part of the kli. 
But if the miskeres was on top and it was part of the tachshit, it was part of the beauty of the shulchot. So l'chayyer How do you learn out from the miskeres? Hi hechsher klihu. L'chayyer should be able to. It's a hechsher kli. So how do you know to learn from the miskeres? So the gemara said different shot. Eladonin davar shenot no baytayer mida. You learn from something that the tayer says a measurement from midavar shenot no baytayer mida from the miskeres where the tayer says a measurement to it. Ve'al yechichut sits v'zer shalinit the bem tayer mida klal. The tayer lemaisa doesn't say a measurement for the sits and the zer. We know what the measurement was, but there's no measurement for it, and the reason why is because a crown is lamala min agvul. There's no mida to a crown. A sits is a crown. A zer is a crown. It's lamala min amida, lamala min agvul. Like he said by the siyum, the kmida of keser is lamala min agvul. The crown over a person keser tayra brings a person lamala min agvul. So when the tayra refers to crowns, it doesn't give a measurement for it. The tzitz is a crown. The zer is a crown. When we talk about crowns, the tayra doesn't say a measurement. And a male, we can't learn out from crowns. We have to learn out from something that's measurable, and therefore we learn out from the miskaris. So that's one shot, how you know the kapayas was a tefach, because you learn out of the miskaris. It says the face of the kapayas, by the pasakid in Achimais, by the hazah of the Damanim Kippur, it says you do a zrika al pnea kapayas, ve'ein panim pachas mitafach. You cannot have a panim, a face is not less than a tafach. The human face, the minimal shear for a human face is a tafach. Maybe it's like the size of a bar yuchni. Where do we have a bar yuchni? Yuma. At the end of the Yuma, we had the bar yuchni, a large, very, very large bird. So, maybe it's like the face of a bar yuchni. A barashi says a bar yuchni. One time, bar yuchni laid an egg, bim kaimena, which means in our place, and it drowned 60 cities, and it smashed 300. He's quoting a Gemara. The Gemara in Bechayra says, one time a Bar Yuchni laid an egg in our place and he smashed 300 cities and broke 300 Arazim. So Meil Arashi, so that's what a Bar Yuchni is a very, very large bird and its eggs are very, very large. So Meil Awani learned out from Bar Yuchni, the face of Bar Yuchni, which is obviously very big. Tafasta, Merubalai, Tafasta, Tafasta, Muet, Tafasta. Same thing. If it's, you can't, you can't grab the biggest shear. So Meil, we're not going to learn out from Bar Yuchni. So, okay, so let's take the smallest shear. Learn out from a little tzipar. What's a tzipar? Anybody know what a tzipar is? Huh? Not a dove. A tzipar. What's a tzipar? Sparrow. Very good. A tzipar is a sparrow. Sparrows are kosher birds. You can do shiluch akan on a sparrow. It's hard because they fit in very small places, but you can do shiluch akan on a sparrow. And it's interesting, a sparrow is one of the only birds that you can tell the difference between the male and the female. The halachas they have to send away. The reason why we do shiluch akan at night is not because it's a mitzvah hanagaz belayla. The reason why we do shiluch akan at night is because we don't know which one's the mother, which one's the father. And the mother bird is the one that sits on the eggs at night. So that's why all the pictures of shiluch akan are always at night. But there's one exception to that. The sparrow, you can tell which one's the mother, which one's the father. The, sp- the, mo- the father bird has a beard. If you look at sparrows, you can see sometimes they have a little beard, and the other one does not have a beard. Take a look next. Let me see a sparrow. You see one of them has a little beard, like a black thing on his be- under his chin, and the other one doesn't. That's different in a man and a woman. Interesting. So if you ever want to look at a cat and a sparrow, you can take nicer pictures. You can take them even by day, and just make sure it's the mother that's sitting on the eggs and not the father. But anyway, a tzipar is a sparrow. So if I think more, maybe it's the size. Kaapi parta, the zuta tula, very small. 
Rav Huna, Pnei, Pnei, Gamar. Rav Huna learns from the word Pnei that it says by the Kapayas, Ksev Hacha El Pnei Kapayas. It says over here by the face of the Kapayas, Oksev Hasa Meis Pnei Yitzchak Aviv. When Yaakov Avinu left the face of Yitzchak his father, that's referring to the Brachas. You see an amazing thing. We learn out the Kapayas from the face of Yitzchak. Vaisdais, the face of Yitzchak when he was giving the Brachas to Yaakov Avinu was like the face of the Kapayas, so to speak. We learn out the face of the Kapayas from Pnei Yitzchak Aviv after he gave Yaakov Avinu the Brachas, who was a Madrega of Shechina. And in the middle, we learn out Nei's Pnei Yitzchak Aviv. Why don't you learn from the Panim of the Malachim? When Yaakovinu was fighting with the Malach, it says, You see the Rabbanish Shalom's face, because the Malach's face is also called Pnei, which is obviously very large. Same thing you can't learn out from the Pnei Alekim, because you don't want to learn out from the biggest shear. Why don't you learn it from the Kruvim themselves? It says the face of the Kruvim. It says the word Pnei by the Kruvim. Why don't you learn out from the Kruvim? And the Gemara is assuming that the face of the Kruvim is less than a Tafach. The face of Kruvim is not less than a Tafach. Ravunataka learns from the Kruvim. Pnei, you learn the Pnei Kapayas from the Pnei of the Kruvim, and the Kruvim are not less than a Tafach. And the Gemara explains, Umay Kruv, what's a Kruv? Omer Avuna Kiravya. It's a lotion of like a child. Kiravya, Ravya is a child. Kiravya. Shekain Bebavel, Kairin Liyanuka Ravya. In Bavel they call a Liyanuka a Ravya. So Kruv means like a child. So the face of a child is not less than a Tafach. It says the Pasuk describing the Merkava. It says one face was an Adam and one face was a Kruv. If you tell me a Kruv is the face of a child, so it's the same face as a human being. The Kruv were the faces of children and the Pnei Adam was the face of an Adam, a much adult. And the face of the Kruvim were faces of children, and therefore we learn out the Kapayas from the Kruvim. Why were the faces of the Kapayas faces of children? What's the chat? Why did Rabbi Shal make faces of children on the Kapayas? You know what the Gain says? Gain says an amazing thing. Because children have bitachin. The Gain says children have bitachin, and when a person lives with bitachin, he is the makim for hashras hashchina. Shchina is shaya on a person that lives with bitachin. And the Gain says v'niyati lechasham v'dibarati yitchami ala kapayas. The Rebbeinu Shlom is shaya on the kruvim, which have the faces of children. Children walk around without a worry in the world. Why they have bitachin, and an adult. Has to be a child, and then the Rabbi Shalom is on you also when you live like a child and you don't get so concerned with every shtus that the newspaper has decided to write and you live like a child, you are Zaycha Tashuaz Ashkina. You want to have the Kapayas, you want to have the Kruvim, live with Hemun and Betachen. How do you know? How do you know that the shear of ten tfachim is besides the schach, meaning you have to have ten tfachim of living space under the schach, maybe the ten tfachim means together with the schach, maybe you could have some schach within ten tfachim. So if you're learning out from, if you're learning out halacha nechaz mechitzas, you're learning out from, from a shear of a makim, so it's besides the schach, maybe it includes the schach. 
We do not learn out from the drosha that we said before with the height of the iron. We learn out from the base Elamim. The base Elamim is the base Hamikdash. Dechsev ve'abayis asher bana hamelech shloimei la'ashem. The bias that the king built, King Shloime built. How big was the base Hamikdash? This is the first base Hamikdash. Shishim amarkai. It was sixty amis long. The asherim rachbai and twenty amis wide. Ushloishim amarkaimasai and thirty amis. High. That was the size of the base Hamikdash. What was the base Hamikdash? Everybody say that they were holding Hamid Bay in the middle of the Ahmed. What was the base Hamikdash? The base Hamikdash was the house that held the the uh, Heichal and the Kedusha Kedushim. That's what was called the base Hamikdash. The Azara, all that big area, was not called the base Hamikdash. The base Hamikdash was the bias, was the place that had the roof on it. Everything else was open. The Chatzar, the Azara was open. The base Hamikdash was the Heichal where the Menorah was. That was called the bias. So when we say that bias, Nashabana we're referring to this bias, the bias that held the Menaya, the iron, that's the base Hamikdash. So the size of the base Hamikdash was 30 Amis high. Uksiv, Kaimas these are one of the things that separates you from being an Amharitz. How many Kruvim were in the base Hamikdash? So everybody looks and they say, ah, oh, the Pasuk says, Bani Mishkan, there was an iron with Kruvim. There were two Kruvim in the base Hamikdash. That's Amaratzis. Shleim HaMelech built two additional Kruvim besides for the Kruvim that were on the iron. So in the base Hamikdash, there were four Kruvim. There were two on the iron, and there were two that stood on the ground next to the iron running from wall to wall in the base Hamikdash. Bez Hashem, you're going to learn. We are going to Nam Masachas Baba Basra in Yerushalayim Kadesh. And we are going to learn the details of how these Kruvim looked. But these Kruvim were standing on the floor. That's what we're focusing on. Not the Kruvim of the Aaron. We're focusing on the Kruvim that stood on the floor. And the Pazak says like this. One Kruv was ten Amas high. Contrast that to the iron. The iron was only 10 tfachim high. 10 amis is a massive structure. It is barach between uh, 16 uh, feet and 20 feet. A very, very large structure in the base of Mikdash. A structure, very large kruv in the base of Mikdash. Much bigger than the iron itself. So one kruv was Eser Amma. Fechein HaKruv HaSheni was also 10 amis. So how much of the height of the base Hamikdash did the Kruvim take up in the height of the bias? So we just said the bias was 30 amis high. If the Kruv stood thir- 10 amis high, that means the Kruvim took up a third of the height of the base Hamikdash. That's the Cheshmer and the Gemara. So what do we see? The Tanya, the Brisa says, Mamat Sinu Beisei Lavim. Just like we find in the Beis Hamikdash, Kruvim Bishlish Habayis Einaimdim. The Kruvim stood a third of the way up in the Beis Hamikdash. Mishkanami Kruvim Bishlish Habayis Einaimdim. So in the Mishkan, the smaller Kruvim, the ones that were on top of the iron, they also stood a third way up of the of the of the Mishkan itself. So basically, how high were the Kruvim? The Kruvim were the Kruvim on the iron were a third of the way up in the height of the Mishkan. How big is that? Mishkan Kamahave. How tall was the Mishkan? Eser Amis. So just for sizing purposes, a Mishkan was a third of the height of the base of Mikdash. The Mishkan was very small comparably to the base of Mikdash itself. So the Mishkan itself was 10 Amis high. 
But what's the Dechsev Eser Ames or Yerachakash? The Kroshim were ten Ames high. Kama Havilhu, how much is ten Ames? Shitin Pushchi is sixty Pushchi are Tvachim. So there's six Tvachim in an Ama. So there's sixty Ames. The Mishkan was six, not Tvachim, not Ames, Tvachim. Sixty Tvachim high. The Mishkan was sixty Tvachim high. Tilte Kamahave, how much is a third of sixty Esrim? Twenty. So basically, the the Kruvim stopped twenty Tvachim high in the Mishkan. That's how high the Kruvim. We know how high the Aron was, but we don't know how high the Kruvim were. Now we know because we learned out from the regular base of Mikdash. So we learned out that the Kruvim were stopped at the twenty Tafach point in the Mishkan. So pushchi tlasi tilte kamahave esrim pushchi. How much is a third up of the mishkan? Twenty tefachim. So dal asar the yarn. Take away ten tefachim of the yarn. We said yesterday that the yarn was ten tefachim high. Vikapayes together with the kapayes. Pashalu asara. So obviously you left. How much space was there from the kapayes to the kruvim? Was ten. Tfachim of space. So between the Kapayas and the Kruvim was ten Tfachim. And what does the Pasik say? Oksev, Vayra Kruvim, Parse, Kinafayilamala. The Pasik says that the Kruvim should spread out their wings. Seichachin, Pechanfeyam, Alakapayas. You see the word Schach. It's called, they were Seichachim on the Kapayas. They protected, they covered over the Kapayas. The Torah calls it Schach. There was obviously ten Tvachim high because the Kruvim themselves were ten Tvachim high and the wings went over the heads of the Kruvim. The wings were considered Schach. They were Schach on the Kapayas. How much space did you have between the wing and the Kapayas? Ten Tvachim. So there you go. There's ten Tvachim of space. That is considered Schach. So we're now learning a halacha in Hilchas Mechitzis. We're learning a halacha in Hilchas Schach. Schach is ten Tvachim high. That's the Gemara's Cheshbet. How do you know that the wings were on top of the heads? Maybe the wings were equal to the heads. So basically the wings were included in the ten tfachim. So by a sukkah also, maybe the schach is included in the ten tfachim. Just like over there, the schach, the wings were included in the ten tfachim. The Pasuk says that the wings were above. They were above. So obviously the wings were above the heads of the Kruvim. And immediately you see that the ten Tvachim is the Shir of Schach. Okay, if it's higher, maybe it's very high. Maybe the, the wings are very high, and then we lost the cheshbon. We have no idea how big the wings were. It doesn't say lamala lamala. So when we say v'segbir karneini lamala, and we say lamala lamala, we're really being over on this gemara. It's really just one lamala. It's right on top of the heads of the kruvim. But I can put in that such state in the gemara. We're holding here with base ten lines up from the bottom that the kruvim's wings were right on top of their heads, and a meila ten tvachim is the shear of schach, which is an amazing thing. That means why is a sukkah that's less than ten tvachim high possible? Because it doesn't have schach. That's not called normal schach, if it's below 10 tvachim, that's not considered a normal dira, that's not considered normal schach. This cheshben only works according to a mayor. The amar kol ha'amais 
Hayu Beinanias. Reb Meir's shita is that every Amal consisted, it was called Beinanias. And well, the reason why it was called Beinanias is because there is a Gemara in Psachim. Anybody learn Psachim? The Gemara in Psachim discusses that there were different sized Amises in the base of Mikdash. Some are a little bigger, some are a little smaller. The Gemara in Psachim discusses it. So Amal Beinanias is a six. Tefach Amma, that's called an Amma Beinanis. So according to Rameir, the Amis were six Tfachim. So Mela, if you make the Cheshman, that means the Aaron was ten Tfachim. It was an Amma and a half, plus the Kapayas was ten Tfachim. According to Yehuda, an Amma of the Binyan of the Mishkan is six Tfachim. Vishal Kalim, but an Amma of the Kalim is only Chamisha, is only five Tfachim. So Michael and the whole Cheshman's off. Iron the Kapayas, Kamahavalahu. How big was the iron and the Kapayas? Tmanya, Upalga, it was only eight and a half Tfachim. So now, if we're, if we're learning from the Schach, of the wings of the Kuvim, so Pashalahu Chad Sariopaga comes out that Schach is eleven and a half Tvachim because you missed the, if the if the iron was only eight and a half Tvachim, so there's a much larger uh, space between the wings and the Kuvim. So Fatigmar Khaya coin to Yehuda, the Khajbin is off. Rabbi Huda learns out the halacha of ten tvachim of sukkah from halacha l'moishem isina. He taka doesn't have a makar. He has to learn halacha l'moishem isina. The shiurim in the Taya, the chatzitzas in the Taya, and the mechitzas in the Taya are all halacha l'mayshmisina. Now it's interesting because we spoke out that the halacha of ten tefachim in the sukkah is not really a mechitza halacha. It's really a halacha in dira. It's really a halacha in tzach. Discussion for itself, but apparently the Gemara held that that's included in Mechitzin, and because Shiurin, Chatzitzin, and Mechitzin are so that's how Yehuda knows ten Tvachim for the size of Schach.